Today, I'm talking about eight productivity archetypes. It's time to choose your work style and get more done. Welcome to the Productivity Podcast, the show that will supercharge your productivity fast. Get more done with actionable, easy to follow advice and become a Jedi Master of Productivity. And now, introducing your host, Paul Miners. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Productivity Podcast. Thank you for tuning into this episode. As always, it is a pleasure to have you listening. And uh, wherever you are, whether you're on your commute to work, on a run, or just chilling at home, thank you for listening to this episode. As always, I appreciate your time and your attention because I know how valuable those things are. Now today, I'm talking about eight productivity archetypes. Uh, It's time to choose your work style and get more done. Now, full disclosure, the idea for this post actually came about after I saw a really great article written by the folks at Fizzle. That's Fizzle Co, uh, sorry, Fizzle.co, which is a great uh, website that kind of helps indie entrepreneurs and business owners to get started online. They wrote this great article a while ago called 10 um, Business Archetypes, and it was all about choosing kind of your business model on how you work. And it was such a great post. I thought it was really cool. I'm just stole the idea and I've uh, (laughs) written my own version um, talking about eight productivity archetypes that I have identified. If you want to read the show notes for this episode, you can find the show notes at paulminers.com slash 52. You can read about all these archetypes as well as leave me a comment because actually I really do want to hear your feedback after you listen today. I want to know what archetype are you? I want to know if I've missed any common archetypes. Um, So let's get into it. I want to start by saying, you know, there's a lot of productivity advice out there about how to be more productive and get more done. Some people say that you should block out your time and schedule tasks. I've said that before. Other people say that you should theme your days or work in sprints. And some people just focus on 25 minutes of work at a time using the Pomodoro technique. The truth is there really is no best approach and um, no matter what I or anyone else recommends, the best approach approach really is the one that works for you and suits how you like to work and the job that you're doing. Some jobs require you to be extremely reactive when you're always, um, you know, ready to respond to urgent inquiries and emails. Other jobs require more focus and time alone so that you can be creative and get, you know, the work done. Um, Most of the time I find you need to actually be able to adapt and work in, in the most appropriate way based on your situation, your priorities and the projects that you're working on at any one time. And so today I'd like to identify the eight different productivity archetypes, i.e., in other words, um, the ways of doing your work. Okay. Now, the interesting thing about this is that you may not fit just one archetype. It's likely that you'll chop and change how you work um, based on the projects that you're doing. For example, my work, my day job as a mortgage advisor requires me to be very responsive throughout the day, which is why I fit into the reactor archetype, um, where I'm you know, responding to phone calls and emails from clients and banks and things. But when I get home and start working on this side project, I play the role of the maker or the schemer. I'm going to define all of these uh, archetypes very soon. Um, So you may fit into multiple archetypes, um, and you could fit into multiple at once. For example, like a freelance designer may fit into the sprinter, who's like working in sprints, as well as um, at the same time working in daily themes where they've got specific days where they do specific tasks. Okay, so let's get into the different archetypes. The first one I want to talk about is the schemer. Now, this the 
schema. This is probably my favorite archetype, being a bit of a schema <clears throat> myself. And the schema plans out their time using some sort of project management tool or a calendar as well. And they plan or scheme when they're going to work on specific tasks and they block out the time they need to complete the work. The schema often knows what they're going to be doing two days, two weeks, or even two months from now because they scheme and they plan and they get that plan in place and they really stick to it. This archetype is great for, I think, freelancers, kind of creative types and business owners, anyone that's kind of like strategizing and trying to kind of um, likes that strategy long term, a little bit of planning approach to, to doing your work. The second archetype is the lone wolf. Uh, the lone wolf likes to work alone and in isolation in order to maintain focus and eliminate distractions. Um, lone wolves, I find, prefer um, when they don't depend on other people so that they can complete a project entirely on their own. I actually know that this is a little bit me as well. I do like it when I can just get my head down. I don't depend on anyone else or anything. I'm not waiting on anyone. I can just do the work and it's completely up to me. I quite like that sometimes. Um, and so they the lone wolf might prefer getting up early and working when there's nobody around, no phone call, no email bothering them. Um, this is a great archetype for, I think, writers, designers, programmers, kind of those, those again, slightly more creative types where, you, where getting into like that deep work state is really important. The third archetype is the sprinter. Now, the sprinter likes working on set projects um, for a short period of time, for like, example, for two weeks, maybe. Um, a sprint is kind of, it's defined when... Um, the sprinter has like a clear goal or outcome that they're working on for the duration of that sprint. And sprints are often followed by, you know, downtime, like where they can be more reactive and they're planning the next sprint and, and kind of doing other work and catching up on other areas. But when the sprint is on, there's only one priority. And uh, that's why sprints often suit teams um, of like programmers, for example, who are trying to ship a particular product or a feature before a set deadline. And uh, yeah, it's a great archetype for programmers. I think agencies and teams as well often work well in sprints. It keeps the the team focused for the duration of time. The fourth uh, archetype is the maker. Now, there's actually a great article written by a Google employee who talks about the difference between the maker and the manager. I've linked that on uh, in the show notes for this episode at paulminers.com slash 52. Um, so definitely check out that article. There's a great video actually produced by Google as well on this concept. Um, but they talk about the difference between the maker and the manager. <clears throat> so the maker, first of all, likes to work in kind of half or even full day chunks. They need this time to, to think and plan and execute on their work because it takes them um, a while. It takes a while for the maker to get into the zone, um, which is why they prefer having plenty of time to, to do the work without being interrupted. Um, while you work and, um, you know, if your work's quite reactive um, and you're not able to do this, I think it is good to try and build some make time into your schedule um, so that you do have some time, you know, at least half a day, a couple of times a week when you can focus on some project work. This is a great archetype for, again, like writers, designers, um, creative types, I think, and any kind of work that requires a lot of like deep thought and, and time to focus on one thing. And then we have the manager, number five. The manager's day, um, opposite to the, the maker, is broken up into short blocks of time, like 60, 30, or even just 15-minute blocks, when the time is used for things like meetings and phone calls, which allows the manager to keep up to date on a lot of projects at once. That's the real advantage. Um, but the manager should as well aim to, again, build some of that make time into their routine so that they have time to spend on more focused work as well. And so this is a great archetype for, yeah, like managers, team leaders, any like heads of department who kind of need to be across multiple areas at once and keep updated, you might suit that manager archetype. 
And then we have the daily themer. And um, I, f- I first came across theming when I talked to Mike Vardy on this podcast. I've got a link in my show notes. And Mike talks about um, having daily themes, which he uses as a guide to work, um, which he uses to guide his work on a daily basis. For example, like Monday might be his admin day. Tuesday could be for like deep work and, and creative work and making things. Wednesday could be for sales and client outreach. And, um, and so you have these themes that basically keep you on track for the day. But it's important to know that just because like Monday is admin day, it doesn't mean you're only going to do admin. It just kind of defines the overarching focus and theme for the day. You might do other tasks, but it kind of creates that that um, constraint and boundary around what you're doing. Uh, it's a great archetype, I think, for freelancers and business owners in particular who might have lots of things to do. You know, you've got the admin side of your business, the marketing, the creative, lots of different kind of roles and responsibilities and hats you need to wear. I think the daily theme um, archetype can suit those types of people and that kind of work. Number seven, we have the reactor. Now, the reactor, I think, um, is an important one. They spend a a lot of their time reacting to work. I think this is the one a lot of people default to due to the the nature of their work um, uh, because you're spending a lot of time reacting to, you know, phone calls and urgent things that are happening during the day. The difference between the reactor and the manager is that the manager usually has a bit more of an agenda, um, whereas the reactor is often, like, doesn't know what their day is going to look like in advance. And so... This is very much my role, you know, I've got an idea of what I'm going to be doing, but often I'm just responding to phone calls and and kind of working on the most important things at any given time. Um, The risk when you play the role of the reactor is that you end up spending a lot of time kind of working in your business or in, you know, on um, kind of in the work doing the work. And not enough time on the business, kind of on building the business, on the bigger projects, on the bigger goals. Um, I think this is a common thing where you get tied down on the day-to-day grind of just keeping your head above water, keeping the business going, keeping your work going, uh, and maybe not enough time um, looking at those bigger projects, taking a step back and thinking about the why and where are we going. It's a great archetype, I think, for like sales roles, you know, salesmen who are responding to clients throughout the day. Um, I'm, I'm, I think it's a good one for like lawyers, maybe real estate agents, you know, where you're like literally very reactive and responsive throughout the day based on kind of those urgent things that are coming up. Um, and then finally, number eight, we have the blocker. Now, the blocker works in 25-minute blocks of time using something like the Pomodoro technique, which is where you spend like 25 minutes of work. You do 25 minutes of work um, focused on one thing where you try and just not get distracted and do that one thing for 25 minutes, followed by a short five-minute break. And then you kind of repeat that maybe four times uh, before you take a longer 30- or 40-minute break. And then you, you kind of repeat that, maybe do... Um, eight Pomodoros in the course of your day. Um, the goal of the blocker is to focus on that one task for the duration of that Pomodoro. This archetype, I think, suits, um, it goes well with the schema who might like to plan out their time and plan the goal of each Pomodoro at the beginning of the day. I think it could also suit like and go along well with the manager archetype who, you know, has lots of meetings and phone calls to fit into short blocks of time. Um, and you can use those Pomodoros to, to put boundaries on your work to make sure that meeting doesn't go longer than you need. And then you've got that quick, quick turnaround time between between, between things as well. So great archetype, I think, for, yeah, maybe freelancers, um, creative types as well, maybe business owners who, you know, you, you like working in short, sharp chunks because you know that maybe you need that regular break so that you can sustain your focus throughout the day. 
So there you have it. I'm, uh, those are the eight productivity archetypes that I have identified. I'd be interested to hear what archetype do you think you fit into most? Do you think I've missed any archetypes? Like if, if there's a way that you like to work that is not kind of described here, let me know. Head on over to paulminers.com slash 52 to uh, have a look at the show notes for this episode. Leave me a comment. I'd love to hear your feedback. Thanks very much for listening. And I'm going to catch you next time on the Productivity Podcast. My name is Paul Miners, and thank you for listening to this episode of The Productivity Podcast. For me, productivity is a tool for getting more out of life. I believe that if you can be more effective and efficient, not just at work, but in everything that you do, that this, I truly believe, is the pathway to a happier and more fulfilling lifestyle. Join me at paulminers.com and sign up to my free email course, The 7-Day Productivity Plan, to learn more about my approach to productivity and how I balance multiple projects, uh, how I use different apps within my productivity system, and how I get more done with less stress. If you've enjoyed this episode, I'd really appreciate if you could leave me a review. Let me know if you have any questions or what you'd like to learn more about. And who knows, maybe I'll decide to talk about it on the show. Thanks again for listening and I'll catch you next time on the Productivity Podcast.